What's up, y'all? My name's Shaquan, but a lot of people know me by my other name, Mad Skills. I'm an MC. My name is Mad Skills. Let's make some noise. I'm a DJ. Oh, yeah. I'm a ghostwriter for some of your favorite rappers. I'm not about to tell you who, though. But most importantly, I'm a hip-hop enthusiast. Hip-hop changed my life. Hip-hop, you the love of my life, and that's true. I love everything about the culture, just like you do. Hip-Hop Confessions is raw, unfiltered conversations with my friends revealing things that they didn't like, never knew about, I don't know, or never got into about hip-hop culture. These are conversations I have all the time anyway. It's just that now, the microphone is on. Hopefully there's some of the most honest and entertaining stories that you'll hear. So sit back. Well, come on, y'all. Turn up the volume. Hip-Hop. And listen to Hip-Hop Confessions. Because everybody's got one. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Mad Skills. We here. We back. This is Hip Hop Confessions because everybody got one. My brand new podcast, which is used to be a show, but now it's a podcast. It's, it is weird. Anyway, I got two of my best friends in the house right now. Uh, I'm going to introduce them one at a time. Uh, one of them, you already know this guy. He is a engineer extraordinaire. Legendary. Fan. Legendary Howard alumni. Delaware legend, Jersey legend. Y'all give it up for my man in the building, Young Guru. What's up, bro? I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate y'all. Glad to be here. Let's go. Yeah. Yes. Yes, The legendary. You heard his name a million times. Yo, Goo. (laughs) You know what I mean? Guru. Good to see y'all, man. Yeah, man. Likewise. Second up, man. Listen, this guy uh, is probably one of my biggest influences in life. Uh, a, a lot of people always tell me, you know, oh, oh no, skills like you, you one of the, you the illest songwriter out of Richmond, Virginia. No, it, it's another person from Richmond, Virginia, that is way more legendary than me. Written way more songs than me. You often hear him, but you hardly ever see him. He's like a ghost in this industry. I can't believe I got him here. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all give it up for the magnificent Harold Lilly, Grammy Award winning. Yes, sir. Harold yes, Lilly Jr. Yes, in the building. Yes, Thank you, bro. Thank How you, you doing, man? You good? Hey, dog, my OG interviewing me on a podcast with motherfucking Guru, shawty. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, hey, my brother. Hey, Skills, how, how long we go back? I was 13 when I yeah. met you? Yeah, 13, 14 years old. You played me. You the first person played me Jodeci, dog. Yes. Wow. And hey. Biggie. Wow. Wu-Tang. And Method Man. Me that that got to be special, though, coming yeah. from where y'all yeah. come from. So, First time you heard Jodeci. Facts. Yeah, because that shaped his, yeah, shaped his so whole life. Damn. You got to understand, I go to New Music Seminar in 93 right. to, do the, to do the battle. Jay outside, smashing niggas. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 on the block. We fresh from Richmond. Keisha from Total gives me a a a hamburger fucking case with a tape in it, and it says Big, Big Mac. Mac. Yeah. Oh. We listen to that shit all the way back down '95. Yeah. Listen to Flavor in Your Ear. I think it's four songs off of Flavor in Your Ear and four songs off of off of Ready to Die. Soon as I get back to Richmond, the first person to get in my car is him. Wow. And I'm like, yo, you gotta listen to this tape. I remember those like yesterday, man. Yeah. I remember the Big Mac promos like yesterday. With paper lettuce and a real bun and the tape. And I remember holding that shit in my hand because I already had a crush on Keisha from Total. So when she gave it to me, I was like, yo. 
And I remember holding that shit in my hand. I was like, yo, this got to be the great. Whoever came up with this is a fucking genius. That's a big, I mean, you know, Puff is a marketing genius, man. He's a marketing genius. I remember that time back then, man. That was crazy. I remember when uh, I was on campus and he came in and had a meeting in uh, Blackburn, I believe it was. And he said, basically, like a who want a roll meeting. Right, and that was the start of Bad Boy. He had a, he, I'll never forget Who it. Want to roll me? Like, like basically, he Puff was at Uptown, and he had got fired from Uptown. Right, right. right? So he was at Howard on some. Yo, this is what I'm doing. This is my next move. I remember. Uh, I think either Harv or D Dot. Uh, Dot was Dot was definitely in there, but I'm, I'm trying to remember who invited me. Right, it might have been either either Harv or Ann Hubbard or somebody like that Shit. had invited me wow. to this little thing. Like, yo, you know, see if you want to do this. Right, because at the time it was like you was on campus, you volunteer for like Def Jam or whatever. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. 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 Like that okay. I was just trying to be around Getting industry promo things. Shit. Yeah, yeah. So trying to get records. I remember. I remember he had a postcard. With him with no shirt on, standing on the Jersey side, <laughs> looking at New York yep. over the water with I a chain that. on backwards. Like yep. the chain was, you could see it on, on his, his back. back. And I remember that was like the postcard. Then I remember, you got to remember Craig Mack was first. Craig yeah. Mack was the lead artist. Yep. Right, and Craig right. Mack was the one getting a little, and then he put that thing together. And I remember those promos, it was called Big Mac. And the pictures was them like in a fast food restaurant. Yeah. It had like songs or titles on the back or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was. like they were, it was like they was behind the counter. Legendary picture yeah, of Big man. Craig and Puff. And I, I wish I kept that, man. I wish I kept a lot. From I wish back I then. kept that. Man, you know <laughs> I wish I kept a lot. Jesus from back Christ. Then. Yeah. So listen, man, the show is Hip Hop Confessions where we reveal you know, stories or, you know, opinions about things that we've never really told anyone. So with that being said, we're going to start off with Young Guru first. Guru, yeah, I need your hip-hop confession, brother. I got to think about this one, man. Something <laughs> I never something I never told nobody. Or, or your opinion <laughs> about something that, you know, you might not, you know, might not be privy. I remember my first one was, and, and it's still up in the air, people still give me a lot of shit about it. I had never listened to an Outkast album. Wow. Ever. Wow. That wow. But that was 10 years ago. I, you Like, being from Richmond, I was heavily East Coast influenced. Right. So you got to understand, 93, 94, I was listening to everything coming down the turnpike. Like, mm -hmm. Black Moon, Nas, J. Rude Damage, a Gangstar, right. then Biggie, then Woo. Like, anything that was coming up, we was like, nah, we cool on that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so I never really listened to an Outkast album. If they had a video for it, of course, I see Elevators, you know what I'm saying, Rosa Parks, right. you know what I'm saying, Southern Playalistic. I, I I was familiar with the song, but I had never physically owned an Outkast oh, album. Wow. And then somebody was like, nah, Skills, you, you out of line, nigga, you out of pocket. And somebody Lord. sent me a, this is when CDs were still in. Like, So I, I first made this confession in 2009, 10. Somebody sent me. The box set of everything. Mm. And I can still say, it's 2020. You ain't listened to and it. And I still ain't listened to a whole You got to listen. You got to listen to that AT Aliens, You got to listen to that AT Aliens. I haven't. I'll tell you this. My my whole philosophy and mindset changed in 92. Okay. Because we go. I go from doing parties in my area, right? So I know exactly what people in Delaware, Philly, you know what I mean, D.C., Right here, Jersey, because right. that's my influence. So I'm in Delaware. I'm doing those parties. When you go to Jersey, you got to include the house music or what we call club right. music. Club music, Jersey. Baltimore. Always yeah. been good. You know what I mean? Big with us. You go to Baltimore, it's a different form of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then D.C. with the go-go, right? So all of that was my upbringing and what I knew. 
the minute I stepped on Howard's campus and now I got to do parties for people from all 50 states yep. and Jamaica and London. Uh, and you got to think. It, it made my whole mindset open, open up. And it wasn't like hecklers. These are actually my friends. And some of them is from Inglewood, California. And right. they're like, yo, where, where the West Coast music at? Right, Go. right, come on. And right. they, some of them's from down mm. south and some of them's from Miami. And nice, they're like, yo, you ain't nice. gonna play no bass music? Nice. Like, it was just me servicing my friends. So my mind started to open up. And you get into you get into them conversations where I had people from Texas that will argue you Scarface is the greatest MC. And you know, ever. in 1992, yes. they will argue you that Scarface is the greatest MC ever. ever. And back then, it was like if anybody was better than KRS One, you just lying to yourself, right? right. 92. I'm, I'm right, saying, right, right, 92. <laughs> so those battles and those arguments, and then having cats from Brooklyn that would sort of argue you that Pac is the best. Right. Like uh. all these different pockets is what made me listen. So when the first Outkast album came out, I was like, yo, this is dope. And I got it. But I got a promo. Uh, and, and and it's one of them like, you just get it. You know, at that point, it was like I was getting records sent right. to me. I got that promo for Elevators and it was over. I was like, yo, what is this? And then I listened, to, I, yeah, I listened to that AT Aliens album and it just caught me. It was everything. Right. Andre was everything, the way he was talking. Right. You know, my my sort of, uh, that thing that we ride, you know, in, in, in the middle pause where it's just like, yo, you're not trying to be outside busting a gun, but you're also not a sucker neither. Right. So it's right. just like he's talking my lane of like grown man at the time where I thought it was grown man, but like right. that thing, Outkast, I've been, a, I've been a huge fan ever since. And I, I, I think him, and Big Boy's balance is is sort of that Ying same balance Yang. as like Fife and Q Tip. Right. Right. We need that. You you need those opposites. Right. Now for me, I was I was discovered by Q Tip. So I was a huge Tribe Called Quest fan before. Mm. You know what mm. I'm saying? I tell cats all the time, like me and Pharrell was probably the biggest Tribe Called Quest fans in Virginia. Like, nigga, right. I could tell you where the drums came from on Ken, like all of that right. shit. So for me, I already had my duo. You know what I'm saying? From from people's indistinctives. And what nothing gonna ever change that for me. So I yeah, I, I done been in barbershop arguments, you know what I'm saying? The whole shit like, come on, skills, like a nigga like you is is hip hop influencer. And I'm like, yeah, I, I just wasn't on I'll it. Tell then. you one thing, skills. I hated Left My Wilder than Elsa Gimbo. That's is that is that your <laughs> I confession? I hated that song. You know why? Because I was like, why did they pick this song as the single? I was mm. like, it's so every just I'm thinking of everything else, and I'm like, yeah, why that song? I left my wallet and Elsa off yeah. that album. I was like, yo, this is what y'all sat in the because you know back then you're not in the industry all the way yet, right? And then, but you sitting there in them barbershops having them conversations and as if you out. are because you right. was the guy that's trying to do it. So people look at you like that, and you would like, oh, if that was my thing, if I was picking first singles, I would have went. You know, that. you talk so much garbage, shit. and you, you, you don't know what shit. you talking about, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. I was like, yo, I hate this song. Why did they choose? So is that this it? One? Is that the hip hop confession? That's one of them. I hate, it. and I'm I'm a huge, you know what I mean? I yeah, love of course. Tri it was more or less me saying, yo, why did they choose that song to come with first? Right. Like you because have Bonita Applebaum on that album. The singles, off, <laughs> uh, the singles off of that album was "Can I Kick It," yeah, Bonita Applebaum. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it could, because it, it it almost seemed like El Segundo could have fucked up the bag. Yeah. Because if they was on the label that I was on and that shit came out first and it won't no response, I'm like, nigga, you're not even getting the second right. single. Right. And that was that was happening a lot back then. Yeah, you, you try, couldn't, you, you you couldn't get it. Going you got to keep going and keep going and keep going. But, you know, they, they turned out to be what they are and then they did the thing that nobody else could really do, which is that sophomore album is better than the first. Yes. That's yeah, the sophomore hard. album was better than the freshman album yeah. because there's no question 
that lower in theory tops people's instinctive travels. I interviewed Bob Power one time, and I was like, why does it sound so much better? Right. And he was like, the equipment got better. That mm. was his whole That was his whole answer to me. Mm. He was like, yo, the equipment got better. Q-tip stayed on me about, you know what I mean, certain things about why they... I think by this time, people know that, like, Tip and Poss is the ones, like, at the board. Right. You understand? With, right. with, with Bob, when it, when it comes to that sort of thing. Not to right. say anybody else didn't do anything else. But, but those two was always That's there. the Every stories song. I hear with Bob about, you know, Poss was... And for me, having mixed a De La Soul album, right. I fully understand. Yes. Right. When we in there, Poss is the one right next to I want it just like this. I want my delay like this. I'm very specific scientist on how he wants his, his right. sound. Right. Um, But Bob just told me, he was just like, yo, the equipment got better. So then it was just like, that album just sonically just... That's still an album that I reference to this day between Chronic 2... Like, if I walk in a room to mix and I've never been in that room, I got to learn it. You play. I play, play. Low End Theory and I play Chronic 2001. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Those are, my, those are my tests. It's funny because when I, when I DJ gigs and I'm in a room and I want to hear the room, the first song I play is Next Episode. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know where you at. You got to know where I, you I, at. If, if Next Episode sound good in the room, then I, I, I got a good feeling about how how people going to be able to differentiate and, and decipher this music that I'm going to play later on tonight. Yeah. If I'm in Japan or some shit and I play, I play next episode. Yeah. Man. yeah. yeah. Now that's a big thing, man. Like, yeah, that's, that, a, that's, that's, that's how I test out rooms is just playing songs. I know, you know, and, and then try to figure out like what the frequency of the rooms is. But that's so you hate it. You hate it. Yeah, I hated El Segundo. I, I, I absolutely hated that record. I thought it was just like, why would you lead with that? And that was my whole point. But then I love tribe, you know, Jerome right. has, over the years, become like a really, really close, really good friend of mine. Right. Like I jump in front of a truck for Jerome. Like, right. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy. yeah, nah, good dude, too. A good dude. Just, just you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I remember, you know, uh, when I when I met Tip, and um, it, it was almost like meeting a God. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. I, I, I heard his voice so much. I listened to him so much. Mm. So when I met him at that Jack the Rap in Atlanta, and... The nigga, like, this is after People's Indistinctive Travels. This is after Low End, but it's right before Midnight Marauders. Mm. So I'm rapping, and the nigga, like, yo, you ill, son. Like, you you ill. Like, and I'm like, yo, that's what's up. He's like, yo, where you from? And I was like, from Virginia. He's like, oh, where, where? That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> He's like, yo, you want to come up? He said, um, you want to go roll to this radio station with me? So I was like, fuck yeah. Like, mm. she's so like, all right, we're going to go upstairs real quick. So I'm like, all right, so we hop in the elevator. And we go upstairs, he like, I got a chain. So I walk into a room. I might have been like the first time I seen a suite. Like first time I just wanted a room. Like nigga had a whole fucking suite and shit at the land of <laughs> Marriott Marquis. So I walk into the room and he like, yo, I'ma change real quick. And he go into the bathroom and it's a it's a it's a little boom box sitting on the table. And the nigga hit the button and say, Yo, tell me what you think. This is the album. And the nigga walked wow. out. And I heard, oh what, oh what? And then the and then the ladies start talking. You know what I'm saying? A tribe called Quest. That's and I'm dope. sitting there like, that's dope. Nah, this can't be what I think it is. Like, so I'm like, well, maybe he's just playing me some jazz shit. Like, I don't know what the fuck going on. And I'm sitting there like, what is happening? Like, damn, this nigga just left me here. And then all I hear is, dun, dun, dun. and I just hear Fife go, Linden Boulevard. And I was like, nigga. Oh, like, I was blown. Like, nigga, I was blown. <laughs> Had to be. So I'm listening to Steve Biko and. I'm fuck. I'm I'm losing my shit. Like I'm hearing Tribe's album before it comes out, and I think I, I heard the next song. Uh, I think I think the next song might have been a war tour, 
And then uh, I think I heard "Hey Sucker Niggas," mm. like, and then "Hey Sucker Niggas" comes on, and he come out, he come out the bathroom dressed, he fresh, he ready to go and shit. He like, "Yo, what you think of that shit, son?" And I was like, I, I had no words, oh. like I, I just had no words, like I was so done. And we get in the elevator, elevator stops, and and then we stop on like another floor and light, Lightro, yeah. Lightro get in the elevator. He's the Lightro. Uh, he, he, I met him, and then we walk outside. It's a van waiting outside to take us to Georgia Tech or whatever radio station we was going to. We get in the van, and I I walk. I asked the nigga to take a picture with me right before we get in the van. The picture's on my is on my grandma's shit. We get in the van, and in the back row of the van is Poss and Merce. Wow. I mean Poss and, and, and Maceo. So I'm like, nigga, I'm in a fucking van with day with two thirds of De La Soul <laughs> and Q-Tip. And this nigga turned around to Paz like, yo, it's my man Skills, you know what I'm saying? It's nigga ill, son. Paz like, where are you like, yo, nah, son, nigga ill, crazy, So he son. just, he did all that just based off of hearing off you rhyme hearing one time. hearing me rhyme in a lobby in Atlanta, Jack the Rapper. <laughs> wow. And fucking, I go, and when we going upstairs, he say, yo, say that same shit you was saying in the lobby, son. Word, say that same shit. Wow. So I'm like, all right. So I, I rap, shit went off well, I leave. We leave, we go back in the van, we go. I done left my niggas. My niggas have no clue where I am. <laughs> I done just left these niggas. They walking around Atlanta, like, got back. They got passes, but they like, yo, where's this nigga at? This pre-cell phone, all that shit. Right. I get back, we get back, and the nigga say, yo, um, yo, let me get your number, son. And I was like, all right, so I give I give him the house number. Of course. 80, I give him the house number. That would you if, if you was doing it a little bit, you might have had a pager. They were starting to come right. out, but you had to right. give somebody your house number. Facts. Right. I give him yeah. the house number, go back to Virginia. A week later, I'm I'm coming in from work from from V from MCV. I was working at the parking deck. My mom says, somebody named Rip left you a message. Rip. I said, who? <laughs> said somebody named Rip left a message. I said, I don't know nobody named Rip. She said, yo, it's, it's on the machine. I hit the machine. It's a tip. And nigga said, yo, son, hey, yo, this, this, hey, yo, this is Q-tip, you know what I'm saying? Calling for my man, Mad Skills. Hey, yo, if you, um, yo, if you get this message, son, call me back, 917, whoop de whoop de whoop And the nigga said, yo, I'm trying to see, um, shit, I'm trying to see how far you live from Hampton, Virginia. Hit me back, son. Wow. Nigga, and, and I, I knew at that moment, I was like, my life can possibly change. change at that moment. I go to, and fast forward, but that's the same show as where I met Pharrell in the parking lot. Yo, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Those, those just instant moments. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't, know if I, had a, I don't know if I had an instant moment, bro. I, I, I planned it. Right. And, mm. and kept working and working and working and working the plan. Like, right. I, don't, I don't have not one, I don't know if I have one distinct moment. I would say maybe the day the day I met Jay was probably a distinct moment, but it was like little seeds that had already been planted before that. Right. But even still, it was like, I don't know. It's just everything for me was a work to plan thing mm -hmm. for a long, long time. Like I had to really make a plan and be like, this is what I'm going to do. How would I made a plan to DJ and I made a plan to be like, okay. Right. Mm. I, I, the, my, um, my freshman year, they used to throw this hip hop conference down there. They had this thing called Cultural Initiative. Right, uh, and they just throw this the hip hop conference on the campus of DC. I mean, mm -hmm. on on Howard's campus. Yeah. So they bring a whole bunch of uh, this was, this was when uh, Raz was involved. Uh, I want I'm, I don't want to miss anybody. My man Tim, who, who ends up being my first manager, was involved. Oh, so shit. again, I don't have no money. So right. I'm going there, and I'm like, all right, 
I'll volunteer and help y'all stuff badges and put the thing together if right. I could get a badge to get into the to conference. The, to the joint, yeah. of course. This is when, Access. like, they mimicking the Jack the Rappers of the World, the New Music Seminars. Right. Yeah. That's what you, you know what I mean, bringing it all. My first year, Pac was there with the Triple Five Soul on, jumping yeah. around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, walking around with, like, Freddie Fox and Yo, Biz and, like, shit. all of those people. Uh, but that was my first time, like, because I was working for them, they gave me a car and be like, "Yo, go pick up the Lost Boys from the airport." Right. So it's like I go, you know what I mean? Drive. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Suit is sitting there. Charles Suit is sitting there with the Lost Boys. Get all of them. Bring them back to campus. I was just doing, wow. but it was allowing me to meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, at the at the same time, still DJing, but all of that was like calculated, calculated, calculated. Then from that, I entered the DJ competition that year and won. Uh. So then that's when. My, what would end up being my crew, like like Tracy Lee, right? Um, RNF, yeah, RNF, uh, Midi, everybody. Midi was the one who stepped to me. What like, a nigga named Pi in that crew? Pi is my dude. I used dude. to fuck yeah, with yeah, that yeah, nigga. Nah, he's, he's the one that does the uh huh on on uh yes Tracy's uh Tracy's yes. the theme. He's they he had a song one. called uh they had a song called Take the Train. Take the Train. That was on the uh, yes. it was on a Universal uh yeah. sampler that I got. So, I don't know if you know, but we was Trey was signed, Dino was our A and R. And when you say Trey, you're talking about Tracy, Tracy Lee. Lee. Tracy right, Lee. Tracy theme. Lee made it. He 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 got signed to Universal. Right. He put out a song called The Theme. Yes. Right. Dino, one of my favorite records. Dino was our A and R. It was called The Theme. The Theme. Yeah. You know, and everywhere that my crew goes, it's, it's also, goes, it's, it's no also called it's Party Time. Party Time. Yeah, it's Party, party time. time. You remember that record? Yeah. So nah. then Dino had uh Dino had Rock Him as another artist, uh-huh. and then Dino finds this group called Cash Money. Wow, Dino Davelli or something, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, right. So he signs Cash Money. So after the Cash uh, Money signing, it was a little difficult for us to get Dino on the phone. Fast, <laughs> right? Right. So then, um, but yeah, we had something a group, different happened. Then. We had a group called the Reaps who was working on an album who was going to be like another subset of our crew that actually did get a deal. But then rest in peace, my dude Feeb got killed in the Bronx, and that kind of like squashed the whole right. the whole group thing. But Took they the was they was another one that was just about to come. That's why Pi was on Trey's record. He's actually on the remix with Buster Two, the theme remix, mm-hmm. doing all the uh-huhs. Yep. But that was our crew. So we had a we had a crew that was that was at Howard, and then whoever they was affiliated with at home in New York, that was our crew too. Right. So okay, we got had it. yeah we had we had By association networks. of course. So if you look at RNF, we from. Delaware, Philly, D.C., New York. Wow. Right. All of, all the members. And Jersey. Right. Wow. Right. All the members is from there. So then Mike, who's with Mid, Midi is Roz Baraka's younger brother. Mike and Mid was a group called One Step Beyond that was almost signed to Bad Boy. Like, mm-hmm. we went through the whole thing of, like, making demos, giving them the Derek, nice. giving them the Puff, giving right. them to everybody. That was our normal thing. I would... We would DJ parties or throw parties. I'm DJing. All the money as a collective, nobody took no money off the party. Right. Because back then you had to spend for studio time. So that money became studio time. It became when you got to buy reels, ADATs right. at a certain point. Right. You know, all of those things. Like, as a crew, we started putting back into ourselves. That's what so we, we did. Yeah, so we could record. That's how Trey, you know what I mean, was rocking. That's how buy all of us ADAT was ADAT machines and shit. Yeah, it was like, a collective It was a collective effort. So it was like, I'm, I got... Four other parties during the week that's gonna pay my bills. This one is for the crew. Right. It's for it's for us to as, as, a, as a family. That's why I said everything was was pretty much planned out. Then Dope. the one thing that did happen by accident is I was outside. LS One has been my dude for a long time. Yeah, yeah, right? nah. LS One, if you know, he DJ for, for DMX, DMX yeah. DJ for Onyx. Okay. Yeah, um, one of those people. Great DJ yeah, too. One of those people that I would say in my lifetime like took me to another level. Mm. Like when I was at, I'm talking about in terms of turntablism, scratching, uh-huh. how to approach parties, how mm-hmm. to like just just how to rip 
but not get boring to where you overdoing it and thinking you in the the DMX, you know what I'm right. saying, like yeah. competition right. at that time. Right, right, but right. But how to do the party and incorporate both of those. Long story short, mm. we used to practice together a lot. And we was at this uh, rap page. Remember rap pages that yeah. was a newspaper? Yeah, Sheena Lester. Yeah, yeah, that was the Sheena newspaper. Lester. They had a conference in D.C. So I'm outside, and I'm just I'm sitting out there just smoking. And this dude walks up and was like, yo, to LS, he was like, yo, you know any DC uh, um, DJs? I need somebody in DC. I got a girl act, but I need the D- I need the DJ to be from here because I don't want to be flying. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, somebody from in, New York in yeah, and out. Right. And like he was, he looked. He was like, yo, my man right here is ill. So wow, in that one moment, was this your? F- this is my dude Derek, who 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 was managing this girl named Nonchalant. Right? Mm. He's like, yo, let me audition you. So he comes to six in Florida to the hood. To the hood, to the hood, hood, right? Six in Florida. Mm-hmm. I auditioned for him. That Friday, I was on stage with Nonchalant, and we was opening up for the Fugees. <laughs> yeah. That's how fast that happened. I love stories that's my, like that's that, my 90, that's, oh. That happened to me in 96. Yeah. So I go through that. We do a couple little, like, I don't know, you know, the, the small shows. You know right. what I mean? The, the, the spot dates. Mm-hmm. Right. We end up on another show with the Fugees in Florida, right? Again. And then Clef just came over real, real like, yo, y'all want to open up for us on the European tour? Wow. He was like, what? <laughs> right. And this is Ready or Not tour. Right. Oh, yeah. Like the Fugees they is was just blue. They hot. was on their, yeah, they was it, on their rise out of yeah. the Booth Bath era. Right. And they had and just the, killed the United States. And now it's the ride. And they're like, we about to go do the European leg of this. Ready or Not, 96. Score. I've never had a passport. Yeah, the score. Yeah. I've never had a passport in my life. Now is the time where now it's like, okay, we're going over there. Now it flips from us doing these little spot dates, you arguing with the sound man, to like we're on a bus. This is my first right. time being on a bus, on a tour bus and being right. like, oh, my God. Wow. Right. Like, this is amazing. This yeah. is my first time walking into where the bus drives into the venue. Uh, and, and you get off and yeah, you're right there, you're by, right by, there. by the backstage. Yeah. And then you get up there and I'm talking to the sound man. And he's like, hey, you know, everybody's nice. And he's yeah. he's got like a computerized EQ that has my name on it. And he's yeah. setting my left. I'm used <laughs> to arguing different. with sound men, you know what I'm saying? In West, oh, you know what I'm saying? Right. In it's West different. Nowhere, Toledo. Like I'm like, right. you know, like I'm used to that. So the whole thing was shocking me. And right. I had never seen hip hop on that level. Mm, ever right, in my exactly, life. exactly. Seen it. That's right. when I was like, world "Oh, shit. this is this this, this, is, this could be my job." That's dope. This could definitely ah, be dope. my job. It's it was ninety six. It went big. from okay, local DJ in DC, somebody that's DJing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm putting together raps. My crew's trying. Trey didn't get on till ninety seven. Ninety six was when I went with Nashalon. So I kind of like left the crew. And everybody was they blessing was like, yo, go, please go do it. You know what I'm right, saying? So right. then I come yeah. home and I got a couple dollars in my pocket. Right. So then I was like, all right, cool. Now I'm gonna go to engineering school and lock this down. So I went to school, Dope. nonchalant starts her second album for MCA, and I stepped to nine and I was like, yo, I know how to engineer. And she was like, for real? I was like, no, no, I'm dead serious. Like I know exactly what I'm doing. She was like, okay. She that's my big sister. Right. So, so she's, she's gonna, like, all right. She, yeah, the nah. th- but the thing about that is she put me with Chucky Thompson. Chucky Thompson was executive producer. Now you gotta remember, Nam was was no subsidiary. She signed directly to, to MCA. MCA. Yeah, she did. Direct. Definitely. It was a direct signing. So she puts me with Chucky, and then and then that was the that was the introduction to the bad boy thing. And from there, it was just on and popping. And Chuck, the first time when when he saw me, he was just like, "Yo, I gotta hide you from Puff." And I was like, "What you mean?" He was like, "No, he gonna want to take you." From, he was like, Facts, he, he was right? Like, you yeah, that he already knew. So what? Yeah. Chuck, what Chuck gave me, he was just like, "Yo." 
you, he was like, I'm going to put you in the room with the right people. So the very first time Chuck, what Chuck, Chuck did two monumental things. Mm. Chuck would not take the session and he would be, he would be like, yo, you got to fly my engineer with me or else I'm not taking the session. Facts. So if he got a, a flight to New York, I got a you flight got to, to New, New York. York. So then I'm in there and I'm in there for the recording aspect. So yeah, I'm meeting Mary, I'm meeting Faith, I'm meeting everybody. But Damn. then what Chuck would do is when the mix went down, he'd be like, you might got to fit your own bill, but you sitting in the room with Tony Maserati. And, and why? Learn everything he know. Right. Because <clears throat> once you get what he know, they can't have so, what you got. Right. That's dope. Because you had to live. Because you grew that. up in it. Yes. That's dope. That's dope. That's the main Very thing critical. he did. And then and then I, I give all that credit to like Tony and all them people. Miles, they was super right. welcoming to me because right. I was serious. And I was right. like, those sort of opportunities were like the stories of my my yo, this one shot thing, but everything else is like super duper right. planned out and, and and failures and you gotta keep right. keep and going keep and keep going yeah. and keep pushing and keep yeah. pushing and then just things happen. Right. Nah, that's dope. That's dope. It's just a it's it's a sometimes we aligned. And we don't really know exactly. We don't understand the magnitude of what's happening at that particular time. But when you look back, you're like, yo, I'm so glad I didn't just get frustrated. I just moved out of it. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely didn't, bro. Right. Like, and, and, and I wish as much as we did, as much as we accomplished, I wish I understood my power even greater back then. Man, right. Because we had, it, every, right. we had everything and it was all together. Right. Like, so we had, it was nothing for us to say, okay, we throwing this party Friday. We got a dude doing the flyers. That's our graphic artist dude. We had a dude that was making clothes at the given time. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And it was multiple people on campus with their own clothing line. It was like a that whole was a village. Remember Tribe Vibe? Remember all of that thing yeah. that was going? Like, that was the whole flavor back then of Shit. create your own, start your own label, do your own thing, be independent. We had like just all the artists. That was nine. You said ninety five, but because you left in ninety six. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was on campus from ninety two to ninety six. Dope, dope. Yeah, ninety two to ninety. So Harold Lilly, yes, listen, sir. you are a accomplished songwriter. You've written, man, mm-hmm. I can't like Grammy now, Grammy winning. Which is so funny because I just seen your Grammy just sitting at your mom house on the coffee table. <laughs> she was crazy to me. I, I go to his mom house and his Grammy just sitting there. So, like, uh, you know, um, Alicia Keys, Usher, Beyonce, um, Brandy, Fantasia, like Jennifer, it's, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy that I even know you, first of all. Like, you my OG, dog. <laughs> and I've known you for as long as I have. Yeah. So I need, because you've written a lot of records, mm-hmm. I need your hip-hop confession. Or not even a hip-hop confession, I just need a musical confession from you. You know what? No, I'm going to give you a hip-hop confession. Uh, my hip-hop confession is, my hip-hop confession is, for all the songs that I've written, uh, my musical hip-hop genesis started at, um, what's the Easy e first album? Still talking? Easy doesn't. Easy, Easy doesn't. Does That's my Bible. Mm. <laughs> right. I'm a, I, I, I'm a kid from Richmond, Virginia. Churched out, man. I grew up in church. Right. I just grew up in church. But all of the decisions that I've made over the years, if it has anything to do with, not writing no raps or nothing, right. but energy, energy, energy guru. Yeah, I go in that album. So Easy E. And the young doctor, all of them was kids. 
Right. Ice cream. They making music. I go to a flea market. Go to flea market off of Jefferson Davis Highway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And me and my homeboys, he get a tape. He said, Earl, we got to listen to this. I said, man, I'm going to get in trouble. We got to go to your house. <laughs> right. he, said, he said, no, Earl, look, we, we'll just go. We'll go to my crib. We'll listen to the tape. And he, had a, he said, no, we don't got to listen. I got a Walkman. He had a Walkman. And I heard that shit coming in my ears. And I and they had samples. Like, man, NWA was sampling. The Everything. Doc, the, the, it's interesting. The Dr. Dre that celebrated. Mm-hmm. That that Dr. Dre. Right. The Dr. Dre I fell in love with. He was he was on some Shockley Brothers shit. That right. was what was going on at the time. Yeah. yeah. Public yeah. Enemy was yeah. raining. Yeah. Right. So that shit just kind of seared easy e bro i probably write some of the most greatest songs ever in life but easy e and dr dre now tell me about the one particular song that we discussed before this uh talking about the the luther record yes oh luther vandross you you probably have written um guru i'm 21 years old i come out to los angeles i do a deal with big john he 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 hear a song. He hear one song and Sam. He never met me in my, my life. Good dude, man. Amazing guy. Amazing guy. <laughs> Put me in the game. So Luther Vandross, uh, I, I do a demo. Think nothing of it. Get a phone call. You did you did songs with these was like a, a bunch of songs with Warren. Yeah, Warren Campbell. Right. Shout out to Warren Campbell. My my first. That was actually my second time in Los Angeles. Uh, Luther Vandross, uh, Clive is starting J Records because he just got kicked out. Right, so right. now he got this energy like, oh, y'all going to kick me out? Okay. I'm going to show you. Yeah, so he's starting J Records. and I read about this when you're starting a new label. You just go get a Legacy Acts. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I read a lot. So, so, so go on. We in, we in the bowling alley. We, and it's a young Larry Jackson. Larry Jackson is following, uh, 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 getting the game from Clive. He a young A&R. We all trying to figure this shit out, right? Right. Write some demos, send it in. Uh, I'm at the bowling alley with Warren. Regular day, Warren phone ring is Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. Luther Vandross said, "Hey man, I, I want to talk to her, Lily." And so Warren give me the phone twenty. And he don't even know who you are. No, he don't know who I am. He, don't he know just said, "I, I want to talk to her, Lily." Book speak for itself. Yeah, yeah. So then I, I uh, took the song, man, and got got the phone, and he said, "Listen, her, I need a new first." I said, uh, okay. He said, the first verse is really about women and, and and a woman's physique. And, you know, you are very gender specific. I need this. Luther's bigger than men. Luther's bigger than women. Luther's bigger than all of us. So, so he talking to you on the phone yeah. about himself person. in third person. First time it ever happened to me. Luther Vandross. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then he, 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 he tells me that... Um, Luther's bigger than all of it. And I said, okay. He said, I need you to, I need you to write a verse that's very general. So everybody can get, everybody can understand it. Like what you were saying about the parties. Mm-hmm. So then I said, okay. I said, well, I, I, I get it to you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He said, what did you say? <laughs> I said, I can get it to you tomorrow. I'm at the bowling alley. I'm not around the studio. He right. said, oh, okay. He said, all right, what do you want to do with your life? <laughs> I said, <laughs> I want to be a songwriter. Do you know any songwriters? Yeah, I know songwriters. Who do you know? Who do you know? Oh, man, Burt Baccarat, Bernie Taupin, man. 
Diane Warren, David Foster, L.A. Reid, Babyface. Okay, okay, okay. All them want to get on this album. And I'm calling you for a first verse. And you're telling me you're going to get it to me tomorrow? Because you in the bowling alley. Because you in the bowling alley. I said, okay, well, I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you soon. Because you don't know how you're going to do this. No, I don't. You, I don't know, man. I don't know. You twenty. You twenty one years old. I was, I, I've never been asked for a rewrite. I've and never, Luther Vandross is on the phone telling you. And basically, what he told me, Guru, set up. That's why I'm here now. What he told me, this conversation set up the next. It put me on a thirty year plan. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. Yep. Okay. It put me on a thirty year plan. And uh, he he told he said, I got a lot. I got a lot of cars. I got a Jaguar. I got a Rolls Royce. I got a Mercedes." He said, "If I take any of my cars to the." to the shop and they tell me they can't fix my car what do you think i'm gonna do with my car i said you're gonna take it across the street do you want me to take your song across the street mm. i said no sir i don't i don't don't and take- you gotta be respectful because it's i love that you know you gotta love the fact that he's yeah. keeping it real with you yes somebody else would have just took somebody else and just went and got and another verse. right when he got another verse yeah. and do you know he started talking to me about the music business and the thing he said that probably a confession of mine. I, but I never told. I mean, we never talked about this, but um, he told me. He said, "Listen, Harold, and I'm gonna tell everybody. I'm gonna tell everybody that I wrote the song." Mm. He he said he's talking to you, and you wrote the song, and he said, "I'm gonna tell everybody that I wrote it." That I wrote the song, and I said, "Why would you do that?" He said, "Well." How I answer that question can make you more money. And this happened. I saw it on Oprah. He said, I'm going to go on Oprah. Mm-hmm. And Oprah going to ask me a question. The way I answer that question going to make you more money. I said, okay. Mm. All right. He said, the, answer, the, the, the question is this. Oh, Luther, oh my God, we love the song. How did this, how, how did, how did this song happen? Oh, this guy named Harold this, this guy named Harold Lilly from Richmond wrote it. Next question. Mm. Right, right, said, right, <laughs> right. Mm. That wasn't too spicy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So Skiz, he said, the next way I can answer that question is, oh, you know, listen, take Here and Now, uh, The Power of Love, take So Amazing, take take Never Too Much, take all of my records and put them into one and put them in this generation. That's what this song is. That's how this mm. song is. He said, Harold, which answer going to make you more money? I said, the second one. Right. He said, I never forget. He said, Harold, real, real writers want to be heard. They don't want to be seen. He said, they mm. want to be heard. Mm. They don't want to be seen. So over the years, Goo, shit, man, I said, I said nothing. Right. Because. Let the work speak for it. Yeah, you go. So what, you, so you what did you do? That the, that, that, that the name, when you do that, carries in the proper circles. Right, fans may not know the people who need to know. The people who need to know the ANRs of the world. They know, man. They know. Thanks. So of course I'm a ghostwriter. Of course I know. So so what happened was. So what did you do? So I I went from, you know, I I found out when you had a record with when you had a hit with Clive, he just kept coming. Mm -hmm. So I just kept. So so but backtrack. So Luther says change the verse. Yeah, and he says this answer is gonna make you more money. Yeah, this answer is gonna make you more money. And then what happened? Then I, I we got off the phone. I went to Kinko's. Uh, I wrote the verse, wrote that shit down, sent it to Kink, got it to Kinko's, sent it to the uh, Hit Factory, the wow. one that they had closed down, and uh, you had to fax it. I had to fax it. We I, I faxed it. 
Wow. Yeah. And he kept your he kept your vocals. Yeah, and he told so the next in the next phone call, he said, his thing was you welcome. He always said you're welcome. He said, Hey Harold. Without you, you saying thank yeah, you. Yeah, without me saying thank you. He, he 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 I said, Hello? Uh is this Harold? I said, Yeah, you're welcome. Listen, take you out as a hit. It's gonna be a hit. You welcome. Listen, I'm gonna keep your backgrounds, okay? I like your backgrounds. I like how you I like how your voice sounds, okay? You're welcome. Okay. I was like, Yes, sir. So so he records yeah. Take You Out. Yeah. Which is which most people if you're listening now, it's the song you would think is Excuse Me, Miss, because it turned into Jay-Z had yes. used it as well. So, so he takes he takes your song. And how did you, when you heard Luther singing your words, what did you what did you think? I felt numb, man. I've been numb ever since. I don't know how that shit feel. Listen, skills, <laughs> guru. That was real shit, bro. Because I, I, don't, I don't even talk. I don't talk a lot. Right, you I don't, don't. I don't be saying definitely shit. Don't. I can't believe that, I have that you I here. know. Jesus. <laughs> but I've been numb ever since. Uh, John, Big John told me, he said, Harold, man, he was like, you know, you know what's going to happen, bro? He said, you, not, you can't really. I always try to think. I, I try to start with the end in mind. Right, mm-hmm. right. So right, I, I right. really had a, I have a 30-year plan. I'm just in year 19. Right. A 30-year plan. Right. So I've been numb. I've been, Jesus, man, from north side of Richmond? Right. I'm four years out of high school, five maybe. Right. And Luther singing my song on the radio, man. Ever since then, bro, like you said, how you went in the studio and you you had legendary figures teaching you. Right. You right. seen masters at work. Right. Same it, shit. It's, and it's you know? just so it's just so ironic to me that Luther took the song. The song turns into "Take You Out." He leaves your background. On the on the song, the song most people remember the song is "Excuse Me, Miss." What's your name? Oh, yeah. Can I come? And I'm sitting here in the same the con, the, the connecting of the dots is oh, the guy is who wrote the song <laughs> and the guy who recorded, recorded the song. Arguably the greatest rapper alive Amen. redid the song and used the hook, and the guy who recorded that is sitting in the same room. Facts. Yo, the crazy part yeah. is Jay was on such a run. Like just musically, uh, Pharrell sent the beat right, mm-hmm. and it, the, the the craziest part of all I remember is when we pressed play. I was like, "Damn, you already know what this hitting for, right?" And Hove hit that. You already know what I'm hitting for. My God, whatever. On the excuse Ooh. me, like <laughs> shit. I said, oh, I never wow. knew that. I, said, I gotta wow. give it a oh it's, it's, it's pl- y'all can't hear it, but it's applause right now. Never knew that. Wow. He, he, now nah, he he definitely he knows how to take just everyday life and throw it in a verse. But th- but that connection like that is just crazy. I got another connection for you. So I'm in um Crazy Cat right when I as soon as I get to New York, I left DC in '99. I was like, all right, I've done as much as I can down here, or Thanks. I'm not moving as fast as I want to move. So. I get a call from Derek Angeletti uh-huh. again. Howard OG. D dot right. Yeah. Okay. D dot. I get this. I get this call from from D dot right. Um. So I go up to I go up there in '99 mm-hmm. and start working uh, for the Mad Rapper, right? Which uh-huh. is Derek Angeletti working on the Mad Rapper. Album. Got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So when I walk in to do the Mad Rapper album, it's this kid named Kamel in it. 
That's the first day I meet Kamel. You know, you know my son named Kamel. Yeah, bro, it was that was one of the deepest connects when because of the fact that that's the only person that I ever That's saw. how you met Kamel? That's the first Tell me one. how you met him again. Me, me and him, 99. So he was already there. Kamel had came over from um Abu Dhabi. Yep. Yep. After reading a source. And he started oh, yep. working for he started working for D Dot, but he was working underneath the Ebo. Right, so the Ebo left dot. I came up and I started engineering, and that's the first day I met Kamel. But Kamel had already met my whole crew before he met me. He knew Tracy Lee, he knew Quam, oh, he knew Pi, he knew the Reach, all of them, because they have been coming to the studio. So they have been talking about me. But then I'm coming in there, and then that's the first day I meet Kamel. Wow. So it's like the first day of meeting my actual like little brother. Facts, you know what I mean? Bro. Like yeah, that was my man. very first day of meeting him. So then the the gangster part was that. As he's starting to grow, 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 mm-hmm. we left there. You know what I'm saying? We we was doing whatever we was doing at Baseline. We yep, do, Baseline, we do, he we talking do, about, yeah. We do everything that we was doing with Jay. And it was almost like at this point where I felt like it was time for me to kick him out the nest. Yeah. I was like, yo, you too good to be sitting here uh-huh. assisting underneath of me. So as he was going out, you know, trying to find work, as, as young engineers do at that time, I remember him coming back, and he was so hyped. He was like, yo. I got Harold Lilly, cuz. <laughs> wow. Listen, I got Harold Lilly, cuz. Wow. I'm working with, I don't know what y'all did that first day. He was like, he called me, he asked for me back. And wow. he was so hyped. That's crazy. That he that you asked for him back. That he was just like, cause I'm 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 basically trying to tell him, like, yo, if you stay here, you're gonna be my assistant the rest of your life. Like, go. Right. You got to now go, go yeah. get out the nest, bro. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, no, that's still. That's Stu. So Stu was the assistant. That's how and legendary that, the and, room was. And people that don't know Stu, Stu is Beyonce's personal engineer at this point. That's crazy. Yeah, but we shared, we shared my, my dude Kamel passed away, but that was somebody that we shared who came up underneath of me and was like my little brother. Now he spoke and about you, I dog. still have a Harold Lilly drive at my house that Kamel had. Wow. And they didn't serious? know what to do with all the, you know what I mean? When he passed, they was like, here, go, here go all the drives and everything. Right. I still have a drive and a box that says Harold Lillian from Camille. That's crazy, man. At my crib. Hey, dog, he was like the best person I ever met, dog. <laughs> Just inherently good. Yes. Right. Yeah. Just goodness. Right, right. Just goodness. That's dope, man. So he would talk about, he would come, I was like, what are you, I said, what are you, he said, I just love baseline. I just love baseline. He was like, yo, yo, I'm working with Gover. I said, you work with Say yo, bro, he a master. You fucking magician. Yo, he fucking, he's <laughs> right. a fucking magician. He's like, everything you see me doing, I'm I got from him. Right. Everything he's like, everything you see me doing, I got from him. He dog, he talked about you, bro. Oh, man. I ain't hey, hey dog. I ain't even gonna hold you. <laughs> That's dope, man. We start we start cutting all these records, guru. Yeah. And we was going, we was going crazy up in choir. <laughs> me and the stool. Yeah. We was going crazy up that bitch, man. Yeah. And then um he we we did um unpredictable. Big D and Jim Johnson, shout out to Big D and Jim Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. They um sent the track and and Breon Prescott, right? Breon sent me the track. Hurl, hey, you do something on this, it's gone. Right, mm-hmm. unpredictable for right. Jamie Foxx. And, uh, it was unpredictable yes, for Jamie Foxx. So and Luda, yeah. So and Luda, and so then and so what happened, bro? We um, he, it was our rough, but Clive was like, hey, I like how this sound. Mm. Can the can the can the engineer take a shot at mixing this? Mm-hmm. Can the engineer take a shot? Mm-hmm. And Kamel was like, Earl, I think I got my person. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, and, and, when, I, and when he got it, I said, he out of here. Out of here. I said, he's out of here. Out of here. That's dope. So, yeah, man, it was beautiful. Nah, man, listen, I just want to thank both of y'all for coming through. My yes. Um, this has been Hip Hop Confessions with the great, the great legendary, you know what I'm saying, young guru, Harold Lilly. Listen, I know you don't even do a lot of interviews. Yeah, this is probably like the last one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I lo- I hey, Skills, but hold up, dog. I gotta say this shit, man, because your people gonna see this on, on Instagram and shit. Yes. Hey, Skills, man, I got, I got, I got one more hip hop confession, man. Listen, bro. Okay. Hey, guru, I seen Skills leave Richmond, go to New York City, and it felt like he battled New York. Mm. <laughs> That's what it felt like, right? As a as a tenth grader, right. you know what I'm saying? It felt like he battled New York. Somebody named Supernatural, some shit. And he <laughs> and he went to New York. It's on YouTube by yeah. himself, yes. dreads and all that, all this energy. And then he came back and he got a record deal. Then he did a video, Broad Street Cavalier, nigga. You remember that shit? I do. Sixth Street Marketplace. So skills, man. I gotta be honest with you, bro. I I I, I want to thank you, man, publicly in front of everybody. Dog. I ain't even here for one for you, dog. You gave me, you gave me, you gave me Jodeci, you gave me Wu Tang, you gave me the goddamn, you gave me all that shit, bro. Like you, I was in church. You kind of was like, no, nigga, listen to this, this nigga, ain't old dirty bastard, nigga. This nigga be right. sing, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like right. you really introduced me to some shit that I probably wasn't gonna get otherwise, bro. Right. So so to to to. All these years later, these years later, and you was talking about earlier, man. It's it's about it's certain people I ain't never been introduced to. Right. You know what right, I'm saying? I didn't right. understand it, but right. the more you start talking about right. it, so skills, man. Like I, I like I like you, bro. Like, I love like, you too, like, bro. Like I, I'm not here, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't meet my cousin, Lakeley Forty Seven. Right. If you don't, that's your cousin. Yeah. Yeah. She she right there. Yeah. It's one of my favorite artists. In yeah, the she world. said she yeah. signed the hardcover. We yeah. it's all one of my favorite yeah. artists in the world. That's my how about this. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you a story. This shit is crazy. Right. But skill, hey skill, I love you, dog. I love you too. Hey, for bro. real, man. I wanna say that shit to you, man. In Thank front you, of man. In nah, front I love you too, bro. Yeah, all right, okay. You already know. This young guru Harold Lilly, man. My name is Mad Skills. Yeah. We appreciate y'all listening. You already know what it is, man. And this has been Hip Hop Confessions. Hey. Cause everybody got one.